Welcome to this episode of the Dogtails podcast. This afternoon I'm speaking with a gentleman by the name of Rob Lorenzon and his beautiful dogs, both Spike and Lani, who you will hear in the background. And we have asked them to sit quietly and wait, but that's not that's not going to happen. So if you do hear them in the background, this is a very authentic interview with two dogs. Rob is a very special man that has written a book called Spike Surfs. And I saw his his actual book at the Salty Dog Cafe in Torquay. And I was very fascinated to speak with Rob and just find out where this story's come from. Rob has an extensive background in environmental sciences. He's worked as a ranger in national parks, a TV presenter of nature segments on Sherl's Neighbourhood and is currently a driver and guide taking wildlife and winery tours. He's a lifelong surfer and he loves to explore the natural world with both his pals, Spike and Lani. He has a passion for natural history, the ocean, taking photos and writing about the stuff that his two dogs and he find in the environment. So welcome, Rob, to this interview. Hi, Cheryl. It's lovely to be (laughs) here in Torquay to meet you and uh, to visit the Salty Dog Cafe, uh, which is Dog Central at Torquay, um, close to the surf. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for the chance to talk to you. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I noticed that you've got the surfboard in the back of the van today. So is a surf on the cards? I hope so. I'm always, <laughs> always hoping. Yeah. 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 And so is Spike. Yeah. And so is Lani. That's, yeah, we've got to keep up. Spike's currently teaching Lani how to feel comfortable on the board and get yeah. used to the board. Okay. Yeah. So, look, let's just start at the start. You adopted Spike originally. Couldn't you just tell us the story of Spike? Of course, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, I adopted Spike it would be 13 years ago, almost to the day now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was time in my life where I really wanted a, a dog. I wanted a companion for my son and me, something to share, something to to care for and to look after. And we went looking. We went to shelters looking for the suitable dog and the dog that was suitable for us as well. And looking around at a number of places and eventually at the Lost Dogs Home in North Melbourne, we came across an outstanding dog, uh, one of about 150 dogs that were there at the time. And this was quite a while ago now. And uh, Spike, to me, was outstanding and appealed to my son and we... What was it that made him the dog he seemed to be he's got beautiful colorings he's got he's got auburn and orange and yellow spots and sort of white in his underbody and he's he's quite a quite a happy looking dog a bit of a clown to look at he's happy jovial but he had a rig well he has a ridgeback Uh Um, He's a crossbred of a number of breeds, and I was a little bit apprehensive about that. And Spike had been there for many months by the sounds of it. Mm -hmm. He's the kind of dog that nobody wanted, and perhaps in his personality he saw us and thought, 
okay. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll give these guys a go. Did you and name him Spike or was that his name? That was his name. Oh. That was his pound name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spike, he's got a prominent ridgeback. Yeah. And which for some people is a signal that could be a hunting dog. And I was very apprehensive about that. And I was kind of, gee, I've never had a dog with a ridge before. Yeah. But uh, I was overwhelmed by his um, appeal, mm -hmm. his uh, kind of energy, very jumpy, uh, very happy, seemed very happy to be with us and bonded very quickly. And so I thought, He's the one. I'm going to give him a go and yeah. uh, took him home. And, but he uh, was happy to um, do that walk outside of the pound. Definitely. He was just um, <laughs> I opened, I opened the boot of the car to put something in the back and he just jumped in the boot. He was just, he was just desperate to get away oh, from the dog's home. He yeah. was just desperate i can't yeah. even imagine what yeah. it must be like for them in there so to have yeah, someone that, come and the, pick them the up. collective fears of the dogs and the the sounds and I, the the people at the animal shelters are just so dedicated and care so much for the animals and they're so glad for when they find a forever home yeah but and the dogs are so glad to get away from there to have another chance oh. and spike was clearly you know i'm i'm really going to show these people you know that's looking back at it that that was the signal yeah you know, I, I started to learn but uh be, after being for a number of months inside uh, a confined place the freedoms were a little bit you know it took them a while to adjust to being able to walk on the leash I took him from inner city Melbourne, mm -hmm. uh, north side of the city, to the beach the first day, and he'd clearly never been to the beach before, wasn't used to the, the spaces. I think he'd been a kind of a, a street dog, you know, back alley dog, maybe yeah. on factory sites or something, used to scrounging food and right. looking after himself and evading people that will maybe take him away he was such a an appreciative dog but also very self-sufficient so at the beach he just with his new freedoms he was just running around like crazy but maybe it was the smell of the sea the seaweed fish or whatever it was all strange you could see him not quite comfortable but loving the freedoms yeah. but definitely Scared stiff of the water, just wouldn't even, yeah, wouldn't even never step in it. seen it, yeah. So never he, he never went in at all, he wouldn't go near it. Yeah. Um, the other dogs would run to the water, jump in the water, he wouldn't, mm -hmm. and so he would just run up and down the beach, making a pest of himself, <laughs> digging holes. And yeah, but you know, wouldn't you dig holes if you oh, <laughs> if you'd never been left to go? So he'd chase birds, and yep. you know, if anyone was picnicking, he would creep up behind and steal food and yeah well know, if that's what he had to do that's what he that's what he thought he had to yeah, do and back that, in the day and so you know it was really hard to walk him off the leash because he would be you know raiding family picnics and running away with chickens and <laughs> be people chasing him and screaming yeah. abuse I thought, what um, have i done how but, old was he rob when when you got him he would have been 
going two years of age. Yeah. And I've had him 13 years, oh. almost to the day. So he's Sorry. going 15 now. Yeah. And I've had him 13 years. And after a period of time, after a couple of years, he started showing interest in following my son and me into the water. Okay. And I was teaching my son to swim and to dive. So I gather you've always been a beach swimming, always. surfing I've, I've always grown fanatic. up not far from the high tide mark. <laughs> yeah. Always, yeah, yeah, always. So it was a natural progression to take yeah. him down in the beach. Work, with you. My life's been around the sea in the marine environment. Okay. Uh, my life has been around the sea. And to have a dog that was scared of water was a little bit of a <laughs> readjustment. Yeah. But <laughs> to my surprise, you know, a dog that had fears of the sea eventually overcame his, his reluctance and un, not having the the skills to go into the water to being the most extraordinary water dog I've ever come across. Uh -huh. you know, to have a dog that will swim, dive and even come underwater with me and my son and to ride a surfboard and to eventually win a dog surfing competition, <laughs> which is quite extraordinary. That's you know? so cool. Yeah. So many things you've just said about that is so yeah. cool. And never giving him any instructions as such so yeah. what happened from you know not being really scared of the water to how do, how do you get to i think go surfing so tell us that story. he let's see he um i would have to leave him tied up mm -hmm. at the beach if i went for a, a swim because he could run away and ruin someone's picnic or um, run away and not come back and I would have to leave him tied up at the beach. And if I was trying to teach my son to swim or to surf, I would leave the dog tied up. Mm -hmm. And he would be very unhappy about being left alone and tied up because I think it probably brought back the fear that he was being abandoned again. Mm -hmm. And that was probably his worst fear. Sure. So I think eventually one day I was at the beach. I'd gone out for a paddle one day and he actually ran down uh, I let him off the leash and he ran down to the board and stood on the board oh. and started barking as if, come on, take me out, take me out. Oh, something's happening here. And then another time, I probably a week or so later, the next time I took my son to the beach for a surf, we were down at um, a, a beach near here at uh, Point Road night. Mm -hmm. The dog was tied up on the beach, took my son out for a surf. We were out in the water. And we came back to the beach. There were a lot of people out in the surf that day, maybe 75, 80 people out in the water. We came back to the beach and there was no dog on the leash. Like the leash was broken. So where's the dog? And we looked out to sea. We were, you know, we were looking up and down the beach and we looked out to sea and there were people sitting on surfboards. But the figure furthest out, the furthest away from the beach, beyond the waves, was the figure of a dog. And we realized, <laughs> we looked at each other and thought, that's Spike. <laughs> and there he was sitting up looking around and he had overcome his fear of the water and swum out and clearly had probably gone to every surfer out there looking for us. One of the people on the boards out there found this dog swimming around probably thinking he's 
and a drown, put him yeah. on board and brought him to the beach. After that, Spike started to get on everybody else's board on the beach, having a look at it, and people aren't happy about that. His claws would scratch the board, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went about buying. I went to the surf shop, um, an angle sand board, and a great big eleven foot Malibu, <laughs> and put grip all over it for the dog, and he loved it. Um, that was his board, and he he took to it. I'd take him out into the water at Point Road night and push him onto waves. And Spike had clearly been watching everyone. He knew what to do, which way to lean to go across the waves. And I'd have to go right down to the boat ramp to pick him up and bring <laughs> so him back. So he would go on his own? Oh, I, I could push him. Oh, definitely, yeah. <gasps> oh, most definitely. He was very comfortable with that. Right. He didn't think anything of it. And I could see him sort of looking around kind of, looking for other dogs on boards, but he never saw one. <laughs> he just thought he was one of the surf tribe. You know, well, it, was it was beautiful to watch. But I got sick of the walking and yeah. I'd get tired and I wanted to go surfing too. So one day you know, I took him back out to the point and I thought, well, I'm going to get on too. But, you know, Spike being wet and Spike always wanted to be in contact with me, he'd lift his tail and he'd sort of, pushed his bum in my face and <laughs> I'd have hairs and whatever else in my face. And I got sick of that. So I figured, no, gave up the idea of trying to ride the surfboard with him. Yeah. So I bought a stand-up paddleboard and that was Spike just loved standing between my knees. It was like he was in contact with me. Uh-huh. And if I leaned one way, he learned to lean that way. And very soon we were out surfing the big waves off the point at point at us and Torquay and he's just laughing at And, again, we'd never see another dog out there. That's a huge and effort. So whenever I'd go surfing, it was always with Spy. I felt terrible if I didn't have Spy with me. So one day after we'd developed some good skills and got to know each other in the water, I remembered I'd seen a, a surfing magazine with an article about a dog surfing competition <laughs> up at Noosa. So... Uh-huh. You know, I applied and eventually we were accepted and we got in the car and drove for three days up to Noosa. <laughs> we met all the other other surfers with their boards and their dogs and that was the first time Spike and I had ever seen any, any other dog surfers. Uh, uh-huh. And there was about 20 dogs and boards. It was so exciting. Yeah. There was, there were thousands of people on the beach and loudspeakers. It's all part of the Noosa Festival of Surfing, which is a wonderful event. And this was the opening event of a two weeks international surfing festival. Oh, that's which awesome. was just wonderful. And yeah. uh, that was in 2018, and we caught the best wave, and Spike won the award oh. for the best wave. And <laughs> we've been going up there ever since. And uh, we've done six trips. This year, Spike being 15 and arthritic, really struggling to hold his, be able to stand up and support his weight on the board when he's wet. Yeah. Um, figured, well, I think he's caught his last competitive wave. Oh, yeah. um, so they presented him with a, a retirement plaque. Oh, no. <laughs> and so no. his job now is to be a mentor for young Lani, a two-year-old Kelpie. Yep. that we got from the Geelong Animal Rescue. I think she's 
a Colac girl with right. loads of energy uh-huh. and trying. She's our vocal supporter out there. She's part of the chorus outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the canine choir. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's showing a bit of promise. So she's been on the board as well. She has it? been. She's been, but only of a couple of times. Yeah. And it's a combination of fear and excitement rather than joy and of riding, which was Spike's original style. Do you think Spike, like to Spike, if you go out to the beach with the two of them and the board, is Spike yes. like, right, oh, this is my gig, um, I'm getting on? He He's getting to the stage now where it's a physical effort to get him down the yeah. beach and onto the board. If it's nice and calm and the waves are gentle, it's fine for Spike. Mm-hmm. But if the waves start to be dumping mm-hmm. and smashing over the front of the board, it's going to be difficult because he'll he will physically be hit in the head by waves and it will really hurt him and knock him off the board. Yeah. And I've got to be careful of that. Whereas um, when he was young, I would just go, up, 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 Spike, and he'd yeah. get up and we'd go up and over the waves together. It would be fine. You know, we'd, we'd manage. Yeah. But Spike's, you know, I've got to respect his lesser skills and more need for care now. Yeah. Whereas Lani is just all energy. She's just <laughs> all go. And it's hard to have them both yeah. at the same time. So, Do they even each other out or is um, Lani's just a Kelpie that's got them? Heaps of energy, and she'll always be Kelpie with lots of energy. You've defined Lani <laughs> for Kelpie. She's the one with loads of energy. Yeah. She doesn't quite understand the concept of standing still <laughs> for more than five seconds, mm-hmm. and then it's all on again. Yeah. But she's only young too. She's, she's young. She's only two. But she will. She will learn. Yeah. And and I'm optimistic. You know, that we'll. <laughs> another toxic from the family. <laughs> so what inspired you to write Spike's story then? Can you tell us about the Certainly. Book? There's a lovely little storybook called Spike Surfs and it's the story of Spike's life starting from the lost dog's home to becoming a dog surfing champion. And it's Spike that inspired the story. And it's the story of a dog that nobody wanted Mm-hmm. who ended up becoming a dog surfing champion. It's kind of like who'd have thought a dog like me that nobody wanted would become a dog surfing champ. And it's told in his words. And it's literally his words because I've they kind of like through his actions, through his looks, through his wagging his tail, through his enthusiasm or his nervousness, He's told me mm-hmm. this story and, you know, getting on the surfboard together, sort of putting his bum in my face, <laughs> you know, getting on the paddleboard and and finally finding our groove together in the surf. Mm-hmm. And I think he learned, hey, this is my job, you know, yeah. this is my job yeah. with Rob. And, like, I can take Spike on, like, Spike's a 40 something pound dog you know he's mm-hmm. a 30 kilo dog he's not a little dog but i can take him um in the basket on the front of my bicycle you know photos of that mm-hmm. in his little book um he will you know i tried him on the skateboard he's not really keen on that but would love to climb on boats and 
surfboards and come diving and swimming would do anything Don't to be we? with you you yeah. know that that loyalty devotion and love and bravery and trust yeah. is extraordinary you know i'm going wherever you're going you know yeah. we're going together uh -huh. you know it's a great great experience so just in that, the book has got the most beautiful photos. Like it's a yes. photo journey and his story together. Yes. Like it's it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm just backtracking. There's a picture in there with the trophy. Tell me about yes. the story oh. at the end of the first. <laughs> yeah. that, that was funny. Yes, Spike was presented with a bowl. What happened before the, the presentation? Okay, we <laughs> we um. We'd caught a really, really good wave off the point at Noosa, mm -hmm. uh, first point Noosa, in front of a really big crowd and rode it sort of across the, the wave and we were, I was quite surprised because I'm, I'm not familiar with surfing up there mm -hmm. and we'd caught a really good wave and got a lot of speed and we were the last surfing dog onto the beach and people were clapping and it was, you'd hear people names on the, the loudspeaker, but Spike had had enough and <laughs> he ran away, ran off the board, ran through the crowd and ran up to Café Le Monde, which is an elegant restaurant uh -huh. on the beach uh, at Noosa Heads and it was Sunday lunch, a lot of elegant people there dining, having, you know, <laughs> having, their, having their lunch and there's Spike in his lycra shirt, wet, covered in sand, hungry, behaving as if he's just got out of the lost dogs home, <laughs> scrounging food. So he's um, ripped into the cafe. Into yeah, the he restaurant. ran in and he was vacuuming <laughs> chips and all crumbs <laughs> under people and people are not happy about a wet dog between their ankles and, you know, around their pretty dresses and expensive sandals mm -hmm. and they were screaming and um, Spike was just... He, he was really going for it. So all the waiters were chasing him. I was on my hands and knees and it was chaos. So you hot-footed up the beach? Up yeah, the I was chasing him. And we heard on the loudspeaker, we heard this uh, from down in the surfing contest area. Uh -huh. We heard this, uh, would Spike and Rob come to the judging area immediately? <laughs> and you're so, on your hands and knees in the restaurant. Yeah, and I thought, God, we're in trouble. So I grabbed Spike. We finally got him. I got Spike. I had him in my arms and we ran down to the judging area. There was a huge crowd there with all cameras and people in a circle around the judging area. And um, just as we got there, you hear this announcement, and the winner, <laughs> the winner is Spike and Rob. And there was cheering <laughs> and there was um, the champagne cork popped and someone presented a... Uh, a beautiful stainless steel dog bowl um, to us. And um, as you'll see in the Spike Surf's book, there's a photo of Spike in my arms and Spike Spike's holding the bowl <laughs> as if he, you know, he <laughs> knew that he won the dog surfing and he was proud. And it was just, it's a funny moment. You have to see it to believe it. And, uh, it was just a beautiful moment and, you know, in on, on reflection, it was sort of kind of as if Spike had graduated <laughs> and achieved something that it was like his dream had come true. Yeah. Know? 
who'd believe a dog like me that no one wanted become a dog surfing champ. And it kind of cemented Spike and me as a, you know, with a story of devotion mm-hmm. and love and bravery. And I just realised what this dog's brought into my life. You know, yes. it's wonderful. Yes. So we've, we've been there sixth. <laughs> <laughs> That's three Has days. he been back to the restaurant? Um, no. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> he's a bit of a legend now. Yeah. They probably let him in. <laughs> well, um, I must say the Salty Dog Cafe <laughs> at uh, the front beach at Torquay is a lot more friendly <laughs> than some fabulous. of the other places. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so fabulous. And it, it's a fabulous place. Yeah. I've, I've never been anywhere that has such a combination of um, happy humans and uh, salty dogs. Yeah, you know. and happy salty dogs. So your book then, you sell the the proceeds from your book? Yes, yeah, half the, half the royalties of the book go to the Lost Dogs Home, um, yeah, which is it's great to support the Lost Dogs Home and rescue centres generally. Yeah. So, um, we try to do readings around the place at okay. libraries and uh, schools, um, bookshops, just mm-hmm. to raise money for the Lost Dogs Home yeah. and show people that what a dog can bring to your life and especially a dog from a rescue centre that just has had a hard start in life mm-hmm. and deserves a a second chance yeah. and how they can rise and fit into your life and bring joy to your life and to encourage people to adopt mm-hmm. dogs and cats and other animals from rescue centres rather than puppy farms. Yeah. People often say that their pet picked them and their pet rescued them. Oh, I would be definitely evidence of that. You know, the yeah. dog rescues you. It, the dog rescued me. You know, yeah. it took me. Spike has taken me to places I never thought <laughs> I would go. <laughs> Especially on your hands and knees. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I can just yeah. see that. That's fabulous. It was a funny moment, yeah. Now, you spoke before about diving. Yes, yes. Does, so Spike actually goes in under the water. Does he wear goggles or anything? Because <laughs> <laughs> of some water, you know. Yes, <laughs> but I don't. He doesn't need them. But, yeah, he somehow he has learned to see underwater and to hold his breath uh-huh. and stay underwater for quite a while and accompany me when I'm snorkelling and my son and snorkelling and probably going down to about four to five metres in depth. I showed my son how to explore, you know, how to look in habitats like under rocks, mm-hmm. um, to explore under rocks and look to see what's sheltering there, mm-hmm. whether it's a... Uh, a sea star or a snail or a crab or and then to put the rock delicately back. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we came up to the surface one day. We were diving off a reef about 200 metres offshore and Spike had swum out with us. But when we came up, there was no dog. I oh. thought, oh, my God, there's a shark. I was oh. really worried. Then we, we had our goggles on. We looked down and we were startled because there was Spike swimming down 
like a platypus, like a beaver. We could see the bubbles coming up. And he was actually going to the rocks that we had been exploring under and nosing around and trying to turn them over. Spike was trying to bring the rocks back Uh (laughs) because he thought they were special, you see. Uh So Spike has developed a real fascination about rocks. Do you think that developed, that started down there? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's not a good thing because it's ground his teeth down and he's had to have dental work to, 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 yeah, it's caused problems. But that's... Do you reckon that's where it started when he went down under the... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. He wants to... He wants to do everything that we, we do. do. Oh, yeah. how fascinating. But do it better. <laughs> Did he ever get nipped on the nose by anything a bit oh, spiky? Uh, yes, he's been bitten by crabs. <laughs> um, well. He uh, has come face to face with a cormorant underwater, like a diving bird. Yes. That yes. was exploring and they were both underwater and I saw it and they both came to the surface together going... <laughs> What was that? What just happened? What was that? And both startled. Yeah, he's been stung by jellyfish. Yeah, he's big, those beautiful jade-coloured blue-green jellies, Mm -hmm. uh, the the moon jellies. Yeah. It's a bit too inquisitive. Very inquisitive. Yeah. I guess that's where he's found his limitations, like his boundaries. He's curious like us. He wants to know if he can eat them yeah. You know, or what are they? And so can he roll in it? Yeah, can I roll in it if it's if it's smelly enough? I roll in it. Um, which you know, with porcupine fish? No, he's learned that's not a good idea. <laughs> so, but we've come across we came across a big stonefish. Uh, not yes, a stonefish up at Noosa. That was that's deadly. Mm. You know, that's really dangerous. We've come across a sunfish that was washed up on the beach, mm-hmm. which is the size of a small motor car. You know, <laughs> and he's you know, which I've tried to document to put into another book called Spike Dives, and ah. you know the experiences of watching him exploring these animals like. You know, looking at their eyes and touching their skin and mm-hmm. looking in at their mouths and, you know, sort of he's been squirted by a nautilus, like an octopus that lives mm-hmm. in a shell. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been squirted ink. You should have seen his reaction oh, to that. You know, um, the suckers on the, the nautilus were sort of sucking onto his nose. Oh. And, you know, he was very, very delicate in his exploration, and it's kind of like wow. it was beautiful to watch. He was watching me and yeah. looking at the Nautilus and sort of touching gently with his nose. It's so beautiful. So you've documented this. I've tried do- as best right, as I with can. With photos. Yeah. So these, this is another book? I hope so. I'm sure. looking for a publisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> it, yeah, a marine science guide for children yeah. uh, with interactions, mm-hmm. with Spike. And real science, you no, know, just about all the species and the, uh, the where the animals fit into the ecosystem, with a real emphasis too on caring for nature, mm-hmm. the connection of some of those creatures in our marine environment and the rock pools in our First Nation Indigenous peoples' culture, and with mm-hmm. respect to that. Aspects of climate change, mm-hmm. you 
know, how the the sea urchins uh, that have spiked, poor spikes, sensitive nose, the imbalances that are happening, you know, it's, it's a real challenge to try and communicate that for children's marine literacy education from his point of view. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really interesting connection. Because, oh, it's, yeah. it's fabulous because it, even as adults, it, yeah. to read this book, and yeah. like I'd love to see the next one. It's like I'm taken in yeah. from my younger heart yeah. to take the adventure with him. You know, yeah. it's it's just well. I see, I see Spike wandering along the shore sometimes as we're going, and he's looking at kelps, and you know, he'll walk up to the reef and see mussels and mm-hmm. look for one that's open so that he could start munching. And <laughs> you know, suddenly the kids are watching him and they're feeding him, and it goes two ways. You know, it's it's beautiful for me to witness, and yeah. sometimes I just sit back and watch and. I mean, you yeah. only have to see them, and I've said this, I reckon, in every episode I've done, yeah. you only have to watch dogs on the beach. They are just in that absolute glory. Yes. And next yes. thing, you've got another dog that's come from over on the left, and then yes. there's one from the right, and then there's four or five of them. They're roaring around in the water, yeah. totally in their bliss. It's their happy zone, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's not a place that's marked out by territories like a, a dog park, for mm-hmm. instance, where you've got regulars and you've got... Like you know, a pecking sort of order, winds. you mean? It's a pecking order. At the beach, it just seems, okay, we're salty dogs. Or, <laughs> you, know, we're, you can't you know, claim this little... Pack. Yeah, it's not a thing, is it? Yeah, a dog some park? follow fish and some swim, some some like to dig and some like to surf and some like to do all of those. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a fascinating story. Um, I yeah. believe that there's a film festival coming up called Top Dog Film Festival. Correct, Sherelle. There, there is. And the Top Dog Film Festival is a celebration of dogs in the life of people, but giving recognition of some of the the roles that dogs have. Some of the dogs have got jobs. And Mm -hmm. the Top Dog Film Festival is a collection of short stories of dogs from various places around Australia. So they're all Australian dogs? All Australian dogs. There may be some from overseas uh, as well, but uh, mostly Australian dogs. And there is a section in the Top Dog Film Festival called The Salty Dogs. Uh-huh. And Spike is one of those dogs. And uh. He'll be in there and uh, it's a collection of films mm-hmm. and it's going to be screening at the Village Cinemas in Geelong on the 9th of August at 6.30pm. I'd like to invite people to be there. It's going to be a great event. If you if you like dogs, it's the place to be. I yeah. think it's really cool because it's showing all around Australia. It's going right around Australia. I think it's about that. 90 minutes oh, approximately, okay. a, a series of short films. films yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, is there something like 23 different dogs? Could well be. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I don't know the exact number, Cheryl. And uh, I know it's just going to be a really positive event. I know the producers of the Top Dog Film Festival do the Banff Film Festival with beautiful skiing films, the Oceans Film Festival with top quality underwater and environmental Uh, films and surfing films. And I've got every confidence they're going to do a great job with the Top Dog Film Festival and I can't wait to see it. No, I'm really excited. I'm super excited. Now that I've met 
Spike. Yeah. And Spike's protege, <laughs> Lani. <laughs> Lani. The, and yeah. yourself and had this yeah. opportunity to, to get to yeah. know you a bit and have a conversation. I, I can't wait to see. I, think I look forward wonderful. to seeing it too. Yeah. And I reckon any beautiful story that's connected to warmth and heart is so important in the world yeah. now. You know, so many stories that aren't wow. fabulous. And and this for kids, you said before about kids, so you, uh, sorry, in schools. So you actually yeah. go and I, chat with the kids at schools. Yes, yeah. I particularly like it because um, the Spike Surfs has teacher's notes with it as well as a separate PDF file. As a, a classroom experience, it's not just Spike's story, mm-hmm. but it's the whole thing about caring for animals and respect for the nature and where dogs fit into our lives and the responsibility of looking after dogs and mm-hmm. and cats and birds and various things and looking after nature and the things that you've got to do mm-hmm. if you, if you have a, a pet and if you want to get a pet, how to select a pet where to go, no, things like that. It's it's try to make it an educational experience to suit the audience. Yeah. yeah. And equally, it's a story, even though it's a, a book that's written in Spike's narrative mm-hmm. aiming for early learners, it's also a story that's good for high school students yeah. too. It's also a communications exercise as well. And Do you find some of the kids that perhaps are a little bit quieter in the classrooms or a little bit not the ones that sit in the front row, do you find yes. they're really attracted to, to Spike and the I story? Get, I really just get startled sometimes when you notice the connection between some students and the story and Spike mm-hmm. being there. They, the children naturally just want to hug Spike. Mm-hmm. He really responds to that. Lani gets a bit jealous, but <laughs> but but that's a great experience too. But sometimes the slower learners mm-hmm. and the, the kids that may be a little bit not in the groove of some of the traditional subjects can get really connected with something like this they feel you can just see that they get a a real sense of being in the moment mm-hmm. and connected and aware uh, and tuned into each other's eyes and senses it's a beautiful thing it's it's, yeah. it's really lovely and that's the the role of animals in education it's just uh when there's anxiety in the classroom, um, when there's tension, children don't have the language skills or the attention skills. It's a beautiful, peaceful moment in the classroom, yeah. half an hour or so. It's lovely. Yeah. No, it's- because dogs are in the moment. Like they yes, are in the yeah. now moment all the time. Yes, yes. And it draws us to the now moment and that's where you know if if these kids are anxious or whatever it's like about what's coming up that fear of what's coming up or what's happened in the past but while we're in that now moment with the dogs they're receptive receptive. and they're secure yeah and safe and they and they're not their parents may be uh if they're in a library the parents may be up back and you can see the parents watching yeah if they're at school you can just see they're they're comfortable and curious and you know, and the dogs are curious to make connection as well. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a lovely thing. You know, I'm, I'm very privileged. You know, I never, never for a moment thought that I would be doing anything like this. But I feel really proud to be Spike's pal. Uh-huh. I feel very 
proud and privileged to be able to represent the Lost Dogs Home mm -hmm. and the Geelong Animal Welfare Centre, and also very privileged to represent a distinguished publisher like Wild Dog Books that does fantastic books for young learners, you know, books of substance mm -hmm. that are, you know, very relevant to the, you know, the question of a youngster at school about who we are, about managing mental health, about recognising their, their true self and their their place in the classroom, believing in themselves. Yeah, their self-worth inspiring and mm. it's it's great i'm very privileged i never you know who'd have thought yeah that adopting a dog would bring an old someone like me well guess taught. what <laughs> spikes taught me a lot yeah. of things you know? i don't think we ever yeah. stop learning do we we yeah. never stop creating we never stop learning yeah. And I've I've learned heaps about spikes, you know, his little yeah. tricks that he gets and, up to, and I've learned about you. It's fabulous. And every dog and every cat has skills. They bring virtue and to everyone's home. Yeah. If you give them the opportunity. Yeah. You know, and don't have expectations, but offer them the security and the care and the love that they deserve. It's a wonderful experience. I'm very privileged and I'm very grateful for you, to you, Cheryl, for the opportunity to talk to you today about that. Well, thank you. I've, I've really loved this. I've really <laughs> loved you, this. That's and, um, yeah, I, I really hope we see another Spikes dive come out. That would be amazing. I, I would love uh, I would like to uh, come back to talk to you about that. Yes, and, and that's, uh, that's on the agenda. that story. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, really looking forward to the Top Dog Film Festival it's, on the 9th of August. On, on the 9th of August. That would be great. That, there's a website, dogfilmfestival.com.au, yeah. and that features the times, the venues sure. and tickets. Yeah. Look forward to seeing people there. It'll be fantastic. Come and say hi. Will you go, because you're from Melbourne, will you go yeah. to the Geelong one? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I'll be there and I hope I can get Spike into the uh, village cinemas. So. That was my next question. Yeah. Hopefully you <laughs> I hope, get Spike I hope in. I can. Yeah, yeah that would yeah, be fabulous. Clearance. All right, Rob, thank you so much for today. It's been amazing. Thank you, Sherelle. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Love your podcast. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you.